you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? We're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 418, uh, coming at you this, this week, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 46. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your now back to regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, uh, you can find us at the clubhouse. Um, I open the, the, the room on the clubhouse about 3 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday afternoons. That's when you can jump into the live show. Uh, it's about quarter after right now, so we've been dicking around for about 15 minutes before we start the recorded broadcast. Um, so you can join us there or at me at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, R-I-C-H. And then I will click the little invite button uh, to let you know when we've started the live show as well. Um, so that's that's the clubhouse. That's where we do the show. What is going on with you guys this week? Oh, I want to ask this question before we get started. Sorry, I'll throw it back to you in a minute. Um, now that AI is a thing, right? And, you know, it took us a while to get music for the intro because copyright bullshit. And so we found, you know, a little clip of, of I think it was Rachmaninoff at your at your suggestion, K, uh, KS. Yeah. Um, to, to, you know, to open the show. But and now that AI is it was a, thing, a good suggestion. No, oh, it was beautiful. You know, I we put it together. I you know threw the Jimi Hendrix thing in the beginning there because why not? Because I play <laughs> around with these things. But now that AI is a thing, should we get some like AI generated music? Right? No, we, the one we have is perfect. <laughs> okay, all right, fine, whatever. But it would it would also be like non copyright, right? Because it would generate its own thing. And and the yeah. the only reason I ask is because I am not musically inclined. Right? Like I am not going to come up with a beat. That opens the show or closes the show sure. or anywhere in between. So I was just, you know, if we wanted to change it up, do, do, would that be appropriate? But apparently, no. What we got is Rachmaninoff is perfect. Uh, so what is yes. going on with you guys this week? Um, are you going to boycott uh, Bud Light because of the, uh, the craziness that their marketing department did when they <laughs> hired a tranny <laughs> to sponsor their product? Is that Just even what they did? It. So the the short answer is no, um, and, <laughs> and yes. Like I don't, I'm not officially uh, boycotting Bud Light, but I also don't drink, right? So I am not the target market at all for this product, and I don't, I can't, I can't remember ever purchasing alcohol for myself at all. Like not even, you know, oh man, bring something to the barbecue. You know, I've never purchased alcohol for that reason. I think the I think the only time I've bought alcohol um, was when Crown Royal had a peach flavor that wasn't available in Hawaii, and so I went out and bought like a hundred dollars of it to take uh, back home to my mom because my mom and my stepdad liked that stuff. And by the time that I made a trip back home, um, it was already available in Hawaii. So we're like, hey, here you go anyway. My gift from me to you. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mail it necessarily because technically it's illegal, um, and I also didn't want it all to break 
in packaging with USPS or UPS or whatever. But yeah, not an alcohol purchaser at all. You know, I've bought beer for underage kids, right? And taking a commission on that as a <laughs> service fee. <laughs> but that was their money, you know? And so and so I'd buy whatever they want. What do you guys want? Get, give me like a steel reserve. Give me like two of them. I need two 40 ounces for the night. What's a, what's a steel reserve? Uh, malt liquor. 40 ounces of malt liquor for like $1.50. <laughs> Is that a higher percent? Is that why they went for it or just because they? No, it's piss water. I mean, it's malt liquor, but it's cheap beer. So this is like what high school kids can afford off of a high school job or an allowance, right? (laughs) But they also haven't built up a tolerance for it yet. So, you know, 4.6 or 5.8% alcohol by volume or whatever, and 40 ounces of it is enough to get them, you know, wasted for the night or feeling good for, you know, the rest of the nightly activities. Yeah, 40 ounce is plenty. You would think, yeah. For a high school. For a high schooler, yeah. Um, I bought beer for an underage coworker when I was working at a restaurant up here. Like the, that was the last time I did it. I was like, "All right, just give me the money. You know, I'll go get it. I'll leave it. You know, I'll set it down by my car. And you just come out and grab it. You know, whenever you want to." And so we did that. And like, never got in trouble for that. So that's that's the only time I would purchase alcohol. So the whole Bud Light thing, um, I'm immune from in general, and I think it's dumb, and I think. Uh, from all the, you know, the celebrity bashing of it, like the Kid Rock video is probably the dumbest. Right? <laughs> Have you seen, okay. like, K- Ken, KS has no idea what we're talking about. Have you seen the I, Kid Rock thing? No. I, I don't, if I saw it, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Um, the, the last thing I remember from uh, Budweiser at all was the, was a commercial. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And the frogs, Bud, wise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Bud. And that it led seems up like, to the Super Bowl. So it seems like they had an advertising department at one time, and they're really successful. And so I have a I have a theory. It's probably wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody drinks Bud Light anyway. They're they're on the downturn, and so the uh, marketing department, which happens to be woke, also uh, didn't have any ideas. So they decided, well, we're losing anyway. Let's use this as a tool to divide people even further. Okay. And so they, they hired uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney? Is that how Mulvaney. Whatever. Mulvaney. Okay, Mulvaney. We need to talk about um, that too, but keep make your point and then we'll discuss. Yeah. Hired Dylan Mulvaney, who is a, uh, a guy who decided he was a woman a year ago. And he's not just uh, deciding he's a woman. He's over the top, like uh, in your face, just... totally uh, weird about it, right? Okay. So Flamboyant. Flamboyant. There you go. Um, And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, just on his face, except I I can't tell if he's just trolling women. So (laughs) that's the impression that I get. But the left is using that as uh, a test. Say, well, if you don't like this person, then you're a transphobe. Like, no, I don't like that person just because I don't like that person. Yeah. Like, has nothing to do with, you know, his, her uh, gender preference. Yeah. There's straight people that I hate more than some trans people. Yeah, exactly. 
And, there, and there's apparently one trans people that I hate, you know, as much as, well, the, the general population. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, so just, just to fill you in a little bit, KS, uh, the Kid Rock thing was he took a video of himself, like, with, you know, the full case of Bud Light, and he took it out onto the gun range, and he obliterated it. You know, bottles and glass and whatever flying everywhere and like oh you know this is what i think you bud light right um and again dumb right because someone paid for that case like bud light doesn't give a shit whether or not you drink it or pour it out or take <laughs> yeah, yeah, and use it for just buy it just buy it you know let me let me wipe my tears with my hundred dollar bills from all you dumbasses buying bud light to blow it's like people who buy books of authors they hate just to set the books on fire, right? Look what we're going to do to your book. You know, like, oh, fine with me. You bought it, right? You know, uh, <laughs> but the, the Dylan Mulvaney thing, I saw one article that seemed to indicate that this was not a marketing campaign per se. Yeah. yeah. This was, they sent her. Uh, a custom made can like you know they, they they had some custom cans printed with the rainbow and with her face on it um you know like a case of it or whatever and sent it only to her right and because she's a partner and influencer or whatever you know she of course jumped on the social media and went look at what bud light sent me <laughs> these specially designed cans with just my face on it and the rainbow because Woo! So, you know. so they should send uh, you know Trump a case with his his face with a Trump's face and, and a rainbow on it. And- sure, <laughs> and then leftists would have to get into guns so they could go take it onto the range and shoot it up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm 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 for uh, pissing everybody off equally. <laughs> but but that's the thing, right? It wasn't. It's not. A, it wasn't a campaign. Right. They, there's yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's multiple channels of marketing strategy. Right. And targeted advertisement for each strategy. Right. Like, how are we going to how are we going to target the trans community and get them to drink Bud Light? Right. Well, let's get a trans chick, you know, to start talking about Bud Light on her channel. And that'll be that direction. Well, how are I we going to get the Cowboys to drink Bud Light? Well, you put a guy on TV wearing a cowboy hat talking about fucking Bud Light. You know, there you go. They've and, got and her picture on the can. Yeah. Well, why? Just why? as a thank you to her for the work that she's done promoting the brand. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, okay. no, that was, well, as far as so, I know, that right. was it. I'm yeah. open um, to correction. But as, as far as, as, far I, know, as I know, it. as far as I know, I have no idea. But uh, the quartering said that uh, Bud Light paid her, or, yeah, her, um, $100,000. So I, you know, not hundred percent sure on that, but that's what he said. Even if they did, they're pay- they're paying her as an influencer, right, mm-hmm. to promote the Bud Light brand to her followers. Sure, right, just as like they would pay Toby Keith, right, to sing about Bud Light, right, in his country songs, and get get country boys and good old redneck motherfuckers to drink Bud Light, right? They mm-hmm. they're they, you know there's a partnership there. But you are not going to go out to the local liquor store or grocery store or wherever it is you purchase these things, right? You're not going to go there and find a case of Bud Light with a rainbow and Dylan Mulvaney's face on it, true, right? Because they're not marketing it that way. 
they they pay her to sponsor the like just like every other Instagram influencer pitching you know whatever products they're willing to pitch, right? She's she's you know she's paid for that as a, you know as a contract with Bud Light, and a thank you for that above and beyond the financial compensation. They said, "Here's a case of beer, right, with your face on it," and that is what set people off, right? I don't know how long she's been a partner of Bud Light, but nobody gave a shit, right? Until they put her face with a rainbow on a can that well, no one but her is going to get. Until until she went viral with it. Yeah. <laughs> but still, no one else is going to get it. That's my point. Right? She went viral with it because that's what she's supposed to do as an influencer. Right? Yeah, and there's, Pitch the and there's brand. people that don't want to be associated with that person at all. So there's people that will go to a bar... I'll sit down. And I'll, oh, I'll have a Bud Light, and then somebody else will come up to them and say, "Oh, so you you like uh, uh, you're drinking that dicks. faggot beer, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> we don't allow you, that in this bar. Not even it's not even about faggot beer. It's, it's uh, tranny beer. So okay, yeah, whatever. Um, Same so thing. yeah, somebody would say you like chicks with dicks, huh? And then be like, huh? What? And then they would see, you know, somebody would pull it up on the internet, explain to them. Like, look, this is who Budweiser is paying. And then that person would either, you know, respond like, oh, well, that's stupid. It's just beer. You know, that's like the intellectual view of it. Right. Or they'd be like, oh, shit. And they'd dump it out immediately. (laughs) I I can't drink this. So side side note about uh, I'm I'm more comfortable sharing this here because I know my mom doesn't listen to this show. So. I sent her, uh, every time I'm on Free Talk Live, I send my mom a link. And I say some dumb shit on that show, too. Uh, my coworker, the one of the telemarketers that sits next to me at work, is having, like, girl troubles, right? He's like, I don't understand women. I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, you should just start dating dudes, you know? We're much, <laughs> we're much easier to understand, he's like i don't i don't know man i don't think i i don't think i could do that you know and i was like well you know it's 2023 man like some of them look like chicks he's like yeah i just but i don't know i was like i don't know about you right but i could probably survive a good long time over just blowjobs and anal you know And of course, that got him cracking up as well because that's what the intent was. <laughs> but who cares if that's you know if that's your thing? That's that's what they're good at. You know, they specialize in like those two particular things. How much do you suppose this is going to affect uh, Bud sales? I mean, up or down or so how much? That, that's a good question. I had a an argument with a, a lefty on on the internet, and. She said that uh, she thinks that, you know, I, I had to explain to her, like, how businesses work because she was confused why this is a big deal. And and uh, so I explained to her, you know, well, if, if Bud Light loses money on this, then that's obviously the wrong thing, you know, that was the, the wrong course of action for their advertising department to take because the company is supposed to make money, not... A virtue signal for trannies you know like that's not their shouldn't be probably their goal 
They could um, probably get in trouble if they're publicly traded. Are they publicly traded? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, they are. They are. Okay. Their stock went down a dollar from 60, okay. 65 to 64. I mean, um, theoretically, that could be a lawsuit of the shareholders then. I mean, it could be a lawsuit. I don't, I don't think the government should get involved in that. Um, you know, anyway. Carry on. Uh, I lost track of my thought. Oh. Well, the, the, the question was about how it's going to affect the company. Will it oh. actually increase sales? Okay. So look at the publicity they've gotten from all this. I so mean, the, yeah, yeah. So the sales, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what we were talking about. Uh, so she, she said that, so I, I explained this to her and she was like, why are you business, explaining business to me? I was like, <laughs> I'm a well, leftist. I don't need to understand business. <laughs> no, she, she thought she had it all figured out. I'm like, like, how could you, it, it doesn't sound like you understand like the gravity of what's happening. And she says, no, they, they have a marketing department and, and their marketing department did their research before they, before they did this. And they thought it would be a good idea. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you think they're going to get more business out of the, you know, handful of trannies that are out there. <laughs> you know? like, this makes no sense. Well, but and so, and so what so her, her comment that led me to this was that she said, well, they're going to lose a few of uh, the, the far right people that are, that are, tra- that are transphobes. I'm like, yeah, they're going to lose them and everybody that doesn't want to be associated with it. Right. So, uh, how big is that number? I don't know. Maybe like half of their Budweiser sales. <laughs> like she, she thinks, oh, it's just, and and that's probably like it's it's part of that Trump derangement syndrome, right? Like, okay. They they had no idea how many Trump supporters were out there. They thought Hillary was going to win like easy. Yeah. Everybody and everybody said it. And everybody everybody believed it. I believe. Um. So. Nobody knew how many people were out there. And, and so they just assumed that they're just a small minority of people. Right? Right. It's like, no, it's like you guys live in a bubble in your city or whatever. You don't interact with normal people. And so you just assume everybody is uh, like into the whole training thing. Yeah. You know? And. Yeah, I don't see Bud as. As, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at their demographics, Bud just isn't a part of the liberal left um, uh, consumption market at all. And, and I wouldn't even go that far to say that they're not at all because I think they're, they, they've been uh, open to the, the gay community and everybody's okay with that too. So I don't think it's even about gays and trannies and... Uh, all the LGBTQ plus nonsense. Um, I don't think it's about that. I think it's about this one character that is just a total weirdo that is being used by the left as a divisive tactic to, uh, as, as, as a litmus test to say if you're, if you're a transphobe or not. And I had to ex- explain to this person on the internet, like, no, I'm not a transphobe. I just really don't like this person. Yeah. I think this person's, uh, the wor- the new word is a, a grifter, you know, somebody just using a, a topic to uh, get popularity. And, and I, I, 
I don't know why the the crazy left can't see that. Like, what what if it comes out that this person is just trolling people? Well, that's we've already got that too. So I want to I want to say a couple of things. Um, the the overall thing with this case, right in the in the business side of things, um, is the 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 now you know common phrase of go woke go broke. Yeah. Right? And the reason that that is a thing in general is because is because of what you just said, MC. And that's when you cater to such a small minority of the population to the detriment of the larger population, right? You lose the larger population in the process. And the small minority or, isn't large or enough. At least, or at least half of it. Sure. You know, there, there, yeah. there's a whole bunch of people out there that oh, I don't want anybody to think I'm a transphobe. I love Dylan. You know, right. It's ridiculous, but well, but in general, like you know, I don't, I don't know what the trans pop percent of the population is, but let's let's say one percent, right? They, they're, a, they're the, you know, the minority amongst minorities, uh, to the point where, you know, there, there's another term for you know feminists who don't like trans people either. Right, TERFs, trans exclusionary radical feminists. They like women's rights and women's only, but not those dudes who pretend to be chicks. Um so that's that's the go woke, go broke thing. And which is why if you start going woke, right, as a publicly held corporation, um, whether the government should be, you know, involved or not, I'll listen to that argument all day and I'll agree with you there. But currently they are, right? And if you're a publicly held p- corporation, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your shareholders when making business decisions, right? If good thing, bad thing, doesn't matter, that's where we're at. And so I think that's what opens them up to potential lawsuits or, you know, publicly traded companies that go woke and start going broke with uh, shareholder money. Now, the grifter thing, uh, last week there was a, you know, a Canadian guy right who was an absolutely a grifter from the other side of the coin right <laughs> i think i know what you're going to bring up <laughs> the the weightlifter yes <laughs> yeah are you familiar with this guy ks no, no. he's a powerlifting <laughs> he's a canadian powerlifting coach yeah and under the canadian powerlifting rules they don't test for competitions right they don't go you like well if you got too much testosterone well maybe oh, okay. for steroids but they don't test for gender or testosterone or whatever oh Oh, okay. Right, they, they go on your declaration. So he's the powerlifting coach, um, and some tranny in Canada, right, broke the female powerlifting record for the bench press. So now you have a women's record held by a trans female, right? And so to highlight the absurdity of this, this powerlifting coach decided to enter the competition as female. He just walked up and said, "Like I'm female." <laughs> Right, didn't dress like a female, didn't talk like a female, didn't even bother <laughs> to shave his much. beard. Right, <laughs> big dude looks like a power lifter, fully bearded, lays down on the bench, smokes the woman's record, right by like a hundred pounds, pounds. <laughs> just blew it out of the water easily. Right, didn't even struggle to do it. They said, yeah, four, "Hold it, four hundred, yeah, four hundred eighty pounds, something like that." And he like he laid it gently upon his chest, and they said lift, and he lifted it gently back up and, and racked it himself, and then sat up 
the new world's record holder <laughs> or the new Canadian record holder for female bench press <laughs> to highlight the absurdity of the rules. Right. So there is everybody standing around laughing or joking or no, were they? No, they're Canadians. They're taking this shit. They're taking this very seriously. They're, they're going by their rules. The yeah. rules say you don't have to, you know, you could just walk up and decide to be a woman that day. <laughs> that day. Yeah. And who's in attendance helping out with the competition? The tranny that holds the record. Right. Yeah. So she gets her record smoked out of the water. By another guy. By another guy. But, but a guy who's not even pretending, right? She's pretending. He's not pretending. He's just going by the rules, right? So, you, so, so that, you know, that's a grifter, uh, you know, more, more so than maybe Dylan Mulvaney. Right and I again I that name did not even this register. This really happened. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's he, he's grifting. I think I think he's doing it to make a political point. He's he's against that type of thing, but to to make everybody know it. Yeah. To, then he's he's going to do it. So. Yeah. Well, and and the other example, there was a, a high school shop teacher or whatever. Have you seen this guy? Oh yeah, yeah. The, okay. The, the huge breasts. The huge boobs. So yeah. there's this high school shop teacher that over the over the summer or christmas break or whatever got famous um because he put on like size you know 48 z uh prosthetic breasts and wore a skirt to go teach shop at this high school and the right was like up in arms like how can you let this guy teach our students how to cut wood and weld and change their oil in a car (laughs) <laughs> right and the left was like cheering oh look it's so brave it's, you know so strong you know whatever um and i again i don't know the, the you know the how factual this is but there were reports right that this guy was as straight and hard right as you can find right but they changed the rules and he decided to exploit it right so he's like well if, if that's what you're going to allow right i'm going to be the grifter and i'm going to I- uh, I don't illustrate think it, the absurdity of the situation. That's, that's not grift. Grift is, grift is when you latch onto somebody else's cause, okay, or or something for fame. But I think he was doing it to be a troll. So yeah, that's the correct word is troll. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. And then okay, so the 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 weightlifter also a troll then, All right? But in 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 Dylan Mulvaney's case, right? It you know what? How would you distinguish? the troll from this because he's because he's legitimately pretending you know yeah and that's the hard thing to know um i i think dylan is like mentally deranged or or if not he's just doing or she is just doing this for uh yeah attention and and clicks well it's a if it's a grift you can legitimately call him a he then right because he's not yeah, but I, I like I said, I don't know. I, I keep getting messed up because to me, Dylan is a male's name. So yeah, Pat. Just call him Pat or Alex. Yeah. Um, which which is also weird because a lot of, a lot of the people who transition change their name to make it easier for people to, you know, identify. Right. <laughs> like the 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 Tennessee school shooter, right? Yeah. I can't believe they dead named her or him. <laughs> they used they used his they used her legal name instead of her chosen. How dare you? <laughs> she's the one that did the shooting. Yeah, oh. she or he, right? Because she's she was a female to male, 
transsexual mm. or trans individual. Mm. Right? Born female, didn't like the treatment at the Catholic school, decided to go, you know, fucking white boy on everybody, shoot it up. <laughs> it was the gun's fault. <laughs> yeah. The, well, an interesting thing that came out of there, right, is because, uh, uh, you know, again, allegedly, uh, there was armed staff at the school. Hmm. So where were they? You know, if 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 we're going to, you know, if we're going to promote the idea that people should be responsible for their self-defense or that schools should be responsible for the safety of the students, right, then, then where were they? Um, and why were they not the first responders? Did she wind up? shooting herself or no she got no. she got murked by the cops okay i don't like the police right but they did a phenomenal job in that case yeah um yeah oh man i just lost my track of thought uh so oh i lost it again sorry are we going back to dylan or is this the, was it no a, I, I was gonna stay on that that same subject okay uh, the same person the school but, shooter yeah, sorry. Okay. So they 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 you know there there are theories out there that this was another psyop or whatever that you know the the body cam footage of the police was pre-recorded and that's why it was released so quickly. Whatever. You know, even if that's the case, um in the absence of the police, this is what you would want your security forces to be doing. Oh, right. does does anybody know what the armed staff was doing, or if they even knew what was happening? Because you know, some schools are kind of big, and the, the armed person might be on the other end. And um, yeah, I don't maybe know. so. If this, if this was a Christian school, I'm gathering that it was a small school by comparison to these big public schools. But I don't know. I mean, I I didn't hear enough about it. Sure, and yeah. and uh, thankfully, in, in this case, at least it was uh, six people. Uh, yeah, three killed. teachers, three students. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's it's definitely a tragedy, but um, there, there's been times where uh, the attacker was much much more uh, had higher body counts. So right, um, and and again, credit where it's due. Right, I don't like cops. You know, defund the police, get rid of the cops. But in the event of that case, right, you'll still have private security. And this is that that was the appropriate force um, and tactical response by any security yeah. firm. Sure. Like so, they, I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering did did the the fact that there was somebody armed there have anything to do with slowing uh, him down? Because not that I'm aware think, of. I don't know how many minutes were involved, but you would think if you came in with all these weapons. You could kill a hell of a lot of people in a minute, you know, if they're all crowded into a room. Why? Why weren't there more people dead? Yeah. So maybe there was some deterrent effect. Maybe they, well, had to be more cautious in in hauling. Yeah. The well, weapons. anyway, there's a lot of things we we don't know, but yeah. yeah. Well, and, I'm, and I'm 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 still on the side of uh, arm the teachers, but only the ones that want uh, to be. Act yeah, that care that that because when you give a weapon to somebody who's not into that sort of thing, it becomes uh, more dangerous than it than it otherwise right. would be. Which is why I didn't want to get too far into it. I just allegedly, 
you know, there were there was arm arm staff or arm personnel or arm teachers uh, on the school, but they were not the first responders. And that, to me, that's a questionable narrative. Sure. Right. If you want, if you're one of those, like, well, just arm the teachers, right? Let them let them defend the students themselves. Yeah. Right. I go well, and of course, anytime you know, there's there's some armed people around. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the ones to respond. Yeah. Um, some, sometimes it's good just to have some people that are willing to defend themselves. Yeah. You know? Like, are you? <laughs> there's even <laughs> plenty of times where even the cops don't want to go in because oh, they're they're scared. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I had this conversation you know on Free Talk Live several months ago, probably over a year ago. Um, with whatever shooting was happening at that time, might have been a mall shooting at that time, right? And I said, like, even though you know, I, yeah, it was definitely a long time ago because I was allowed to carry at the time, um, and I occasionally would, right? Like, I'm not carrying to be the hero in that situation, right? I'm not carrying to go in there and like take down the bad guy, right? I am carrying so that I can escape safely with the people that i love isn't there some research that shows that uh where it is known that guns are allowed uh they're less likely to be targeted by these random shooters because it's a deterrent just knowing that it could be there yeah well that's that's how um that's how the the mall shooter got taken down right he went into the mall uh with the you know with an ar styled rifle knowing that guns weren't allowed in the mall and luckily, you know, there happened to be a, an armed citizen breaking the rules of the mall at the time uh, oh, really? and took him down, you know, because yeah. uh, someone who had like just gotten his carry permit, you know, just was, you know, just getting into the guns thing and like laid that dude out. So it's definitely deterrent, right? You know, New, New Hampshire, um, one of the safest places in the country, the the city and town that I live in, maybe not so much, res- you know, respectively to new hampshire as a whole um but yeah they don't they don't typically go places where they know they're going to be armed um there was another you know uh, either either the tennessee one or yeah i don't think it was the tennessee one but there was another school shooting planned or something that was thwarted right and they were like you know well i had this school targeted and this school targeted but i saw that the security on this school you know was greater than the security at this school so I went to the one with lower security, right? Like they know, right? You go to the, you go to the mall, you go to the supermarket, you go to the church, right? You go to the school where it's a gun-free zone. You're not allowed to have guns within certain, you know, radius of the school for, for the safety of the children, right? Easy targets, right? Easy targets for the children as well. If you really don't care because none of the children are going to be armed, Right? They're not going to be the ones to fight back. They they are they are as helpless as you can get in that situation, and are reliant upon the adults, you know, to to care for their safety. But it's absolutely a deterrent. Um, I just watched a video uh, from you know one of the top gun trainers uh, in the country, um, and he was talking about like you know now that it's summertime, uh, you know, get yourself a carry vest, right, like a fishing vest because it conceals your firearm better, right? And one of the rebuttals to that is, yeah, but if they see you wearing the fishing vest, they're going to know you're carrying and they're going to shoot you first. 
you know? <laughs> and so he opened it up. He's like, you know, I've, I've been in this industry, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years or whatever. I've done all the research. I have not once seen a story, article, news clipping, you know, anecdotal case of someone being shot first because they were wearing a vest, right? So just get yourself a vest or send me the link, right? Show me the story where this is the case, and then we then we can have a conversation about it, right? Um, you know, they make similar claims to open carry and concealed carry, right? You don't want to be open carrying because they're going to shoot you first or they're going to come take your gun, you know? Well, yeah, maybe true, you know, maybe, uh, but you can draw faster, you know, if it's if it's not being concealed or tucked away somewhere, Right. If you're mindful, if you're mindful of your surroundings, no one's going to sneak up on you and grab it. So it's you know situate it's it it's also situational awareness. And when I did carry, you know, again, I just did I I did not like stuff tucked into my shorts or my jeans, so I just put it on my hip, you know, cowboy style, if you will, or on the leg, like I you know. I almost, when I would train, I preferred to have it on a leg holster because, you know, naturally when I'm walking around, right, that's where my hand is. So the shortest draw, if I have to reach up, pull up again, right, or if my hand's already down there and I can just do it in one pull to get in, you know, to get it into, in, into position, right, I prefer to do it that way. So I went out and got, you know, a whole bunch of like leg holster accessories just to strap it on there. And after trading one time, you know, we were, we were all holstered up or whatever. We're like, what are we going to do? And we just like went to some Mexican restaurant, you know, and this is New Hampshire. So no one said anything. No one did anything. We all just sat down fully armed, <laughs> ate some tacos and some burritos and then went home. Nobody cares. Did some people feel safer? Maybe. Right. Did I feel the, the difficulty for me is I like, I never feel in danger. You know, so I'm never, you know, it, I, it, it seems to be that that's one of those like existing in the world, consciously aware that there's a threat out there for you. Um, it's something I've always considered decidedly female. Call me a sexist, if you will. Um, but yeah, so I never, I didn't feel in danger. I don't feel safer, you know, because I'm armed. Um, but you you know you're definitely better off you're definitely better able to do what needs to be done if you are i just i'm not going to insert myself in that situation right if and there's on top a, of that guns are cool they are absolutely <laughs> fucking fun and i miss it i really do miss it uh, but you know if 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 i was in a situ- if i was at the mall right and there was a shooter right first thing i'm doing is finding out where the shooter is and backing out the other way right like i'm going to i'm going to try to escape now if he turns his attention to me right i have a i have a method of self-defense that puts us on somewhat equal footing right if he doesn't turn his attention to me i'm not trying to be a hero i'm not trying to get into a gunfight that seems like the most bizarre and for free fuck you you know i charge teenagers to buy them beer you think i'm gonna get into a gunfight for free not a chance we have people for that right now we call them police right absent the police you call them security 
I don't care. That's a profession. That's a profession that will exist in the free market, right? I think I, I, that's a safe assumption that I'm fine having with anybody that wants to argue, right? There, there will be armed security in a free market, absent private, absent public police. That's their job. My job is to protect myself and my family and get them to safety as quickly as possible. But I'm not entering into a gunfight I don't have to get into. You start a gunfight with me, right? Then hopefully I have done enough training and gotten enough practice, right? And have kept my equipment in good enough condition to win that fight. But it's not one that I voluntarily will enter into. Seems silly. Got it. So if I'm, you know, if, I, if all the teachers are armed, right, I'm responsible for my class. All right, class, you are safe with me. If he comes through that door, right, he is going down. But for now, duck and cover, escape whatever way you may possible. Um, but I am not, you know, I am not the first responder. I don't get paid enough to be the first responder. I'm not going back in there to hunt down, you know, that threat. There are other people for that, especially... Um, because the general, the general understanding, right, is you carry a handgun to fight your way back to your rifle. So you have to have a rifle somewhere. It's more deadly, more accurate, easier to control, um, but not as, you know, not as convenient to carry. So if your rifle's in your car, right, you've, you've used that pistol to get back to your, to your car to get your rifle and then do what you need to do. So that's the general understanding. Hope that answered whatever question was on the board, if there was one. Sure. Um, what else do we got? Well, let's do this since this is part of it. I got I got headlines. I'll read them. Um, I have one lined up for first because it kind of ties in. But if you don't want to do that, uh, then we'll do some of the other ones. So headlines. Uh, cancel culture, the digital panopticon. That's the one I want to do first. Uh, headlines, markets will always outsmart the best AI systems that our computer scientists develop. Uh, headline, why kindness doesn't change the world. Headline, spiraling housing prices sparks worry about Hawaii's future. Uh, headline, millennial CEO accused of tricking JP Morgan into a $175 million purchase charged with fraud. And finally, Monster Energy goes after indie uh, game developer for using the word monster. Any of those seem... What, what, was, the, what was the very first one? Uh, cancel Culture, the Digital Panopticon. Oh, I don't get that one. Um, I don't know. What, what appeals to you, MC? Any, any other? Uh, no, any. Okay, well, uh, let's do it then, because I want to know what, what part of the headline do you not understand first, KS? A panopticon, I don't... Uh, what is that? Okay, let's get into it then, because it defines it in the first sentence. Oh, right. uh, Cancel culture, the digital panopticon. The panopticon is a hypothetical surveillance and control system first imagined by philosopher Jeremy Bentham in the 18th century. It envisioned a tool to control the behavior of a large number of people with as little effort as possible. Here is one description. The panopticon is a disciplinary concept brought to life in the form of a central observation tower placed within a circle of prison cells. 
From the tower, a guard can see every cell and inmate, but the inmates can't see into the tower. Prisoners will never know whether or not they are being watched. Essentially, the Panopticon would function in a similar way to the two-way television sets in George Orwell's 1984. Orwell described the function of the television set this way. There was, of course, no way of knowing whether or not you were being watched at any given moment. You had to live in the assumption that every sound you made was overheard and except in darkness, every movement scrutinized. In the past few years, we've created a live panopticon and the far left are the ones running it. The panopticon is cancel culture. The guards are the cancelers, an online mob that exacts brutal punishment on those whose sins they can see. You can find story after story of decent people losing their livelihoods for the sin of deviating from far-left orthodoxy. Here are a few examples. In 2020, trans writer Isabel Fall was outed and forced offline after she wrote a short story that critics said was transphobic. Uh, Fall published under a pseudonym. Recent college graduate Griffin Green was fired from his software company for the crime of making fun of bodegas. No, really. (laughs) What's a bodega? Uh, one of those little pop-up, uh, not pop-up, but uh, small uh, shops in New York City, like in, in New York City. Um, like the little, I'm going to call it like a convenience store, liquor store type okay. of a thing. And she made up, made fun of it, and and she lost her job? Or something. Yep. Hmm. Best-selling children's author Gillian Phillip was fired from her publisher for changing her twiddle tan, her Twitter handle to include hashtag I stand with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> These punishments function in part to cow other people who might otherwise be inclined to deviate from approved opinion in similar ways. The prisoners in this panopticon are ordinary Americans whose online activity can be viewed at any time by pretty much anyone, including the guards, and who self-regulate in order to protect themselves. A New York Times poll found that 55% of respondents said they had held their tongue over the past year because they were concerned about retaliation or harsh criticism. On a college campus, it's even worse. Emma Camp noted that according to a 2021 study, uh, survey excuse me, administered by College Pulse of over 37,000 students at 159 colleges, 80% of students self-censor at least some of the time. Socialist writer Freddie DuBoer summed up the whole system. Correct thoughts are enforced through a system of mutual surveillance, uh, one which take advantage of the affordance of Internet technology to surveil and then punish. It's true that cancel culture isn't a perfectly widespread as the panopticon that Bentham imagined, in which no prisoner can ever deviate from the guard's desire, but that's not for a lack of vision. Uh, prominent targets of cancel culture, culture like Jordan Peterson and J.K. Rowling still have careers, but this is in spite of the best efforts of certain strain of social justice warriors uh, who tried to get them removed from public life. These folks tried to stop the publication of Jordan Peterson's book, uh, Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life, tried to stop the publication of uh, Rowling's children's book, The Ichabod, and launched boycott campaigns against both. In one sense, every time a cancelee rebounds and continues to have a career, despite the best efforts of these far-life activists, it's a failure of cancel culture. It's a sign that the panopticon they built doesn't operate perfectly. 
but we shouldn't but we should never let the imperfection of the apparatus distract us from the totality of its end goal for the most diehard proponents of this new culture the goal is a culture in which no one is allowed to deviate from far less left orthodoxy without suffering punishment when we understand that those activists who engage in cancel culture are the guards of the panopticon we see through one of these central myths of cancel culture proponents of this culture are keen to paint themselves as the underdogs marginalized voices punching up against powerful actors and charity hudley the pre- previous chair of linguistics of african-american uh, african-american uh, at the university of california santa barbara argued that cancel culture is just about giving marginalized people a voice for black culture and cultures of people who are lower income and disenfranchised she said This is the first time you do have a voice in those types of conversations. According to ProCon.org, one argument in favor of this new culture is that it gives a voice to disenfranchised or less powerful people. The argument, however, is mistaken. Cancelers are not disadvantaged people punching up to hold the powerful to account. In many cases, they are themselves the powerful ones. When an online mob gets a recent college grad fired from his first real job for not understanding what a bodega is, it takes a lot of mental gymnastics to say that the mob are the ones who are being marginalized. When the professors speak privately about their fear of being canceled for not towing the ideological line, it's clear that the far-left activists they are afraid of do, in fact, wield substantial power. Cancelers need to... Interject? Yep, please. I mean, it cuts short a, I mean, a long story about what's bemoaning this as if it was new. And it's nothing new. This, is, this has been throughout human history. And I would say it's not just the woke and the left. It's been the conservatives far more than the, than the left um, through history. When you, when you look at it, what is accepted today is the, um, the control over media television, radio, newspapers, that you're not allowed to talk about sex, not allowed to talk about, um, not allowed to go do the swear words. Those things are of the, of the right-wing conservative, um, uh, you know, monitoring and, and, and uh, you know, punishing people who um, didn't fit the, the, the right-wing scenario. It's, and it's nothing new. All of this is, people lost, have lost their jobs, have been censored, have been... Um, controlled and i don't think that media has i mean media extends the reach of these things but it's always been there okay a couple more paragraphs and then we'll talk about it okay. uh counselors need to reckon with this reality and come to terms with the fact that in many cases they're the enforcers of this new system the good news is that unlike the physical panopticon there are no walls to keep us in our cells the guards lack guns and bullets the only tools they have to make us to conform is fear Built on past examples of what happens to people who did not conform, when we find the courage to refuse to self-regulate, to say that 2 plus 2 equals 4, and dare the cancelers to do what they will, the fundamental weakness of the cancelers will be revealed. We can call their bluff by virtue of the fact that we are many and they are few. Faced with a culture that refuses to bend the knee, the cancelers will be revealed for who they are, simply a few regressive souls stripped of power, who need to accept that disagreement isn't a sin. Uh, so, Kay, as you already interjected, MC, your thoughts on the uh, panopticon of cancel culture? Um, 
Well, the most important thing to me is is uh, the 1984 two-way TV, and we we are definitely going towards that direction where everything is spied on, and, and pretty much you won't be able to uh, see anything in your own house for fear of being canceled. And and well, because of AI, uh, now you can you can make somebody say something that you didn't say, and you can <laughs> yeah. say that they said it. And, and yeah. so, I don't know, it, it, it could go both ways. You know, it could, it could be that, well, you, you actually can't believe anything you hear because uh, it, it, it might be fake. So it, it might, it, you know, who knows what will happen. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting few next years. You think of the middle um, medieval village, the same kind of thing. You were worried about what your neighbor was going to overhear you saying. People have to check, have always had to check. You know, there isn't absolute freedom of speech any time in, in history because people had to restrain themselves, always thinking what their neighbor was going to react if they were going to, because their lives often were interdependent and dependent on, on uh, you know, community uh, interaction. So I don't think that's any anything new. Um Technology makes it just amplifies the the capacity. But as long as we're on the internet, but if we're not, if if we don't use the internet, then it's no different than it always was. In other words, we 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 choose our community that that's going to be that we're going to be talking to, and we always have to expect a a re- response from people who are intolerant and and get angry at what we say, and maybe we get angry at things that they say too. So, this article comes from the Mises.org website. Um, I only bring that up because I have made the claim, um, and I, you know, I, I think you, you disagree with me, MC, um, and I'm still, but I still haven't found a good enough reason to, like, change my mind, right? Cancel culture is a market function. There's no government uh, pressure, right? There's no state interference. They just went, hey, you know, to, to the employer, right? Did you know that this individual is being insensitive to bodega owners? And the, you know, the owner of the, the newspaper or whatever job he had or software went, oh, my goodness, is that true? You know? And they went, well, we don't want people who are insensitive to bodega owners working at our place. <laughs> and then decided that, you know, in the best interest of their business, which they own, right, that, that they didn't want to be associated with that individual. Now, we tie this in to the go woke, go broke mentality, right? Because is it really the best business move to kowtow uh, to a bunch of complainers and boycotters, right? who may not even be in your you know part of your market segment may not even be purchasers of your product and services right and may not have the influence that you think they do so as the business owner right or you know or the board of directors or whomever is making these decisions right it's your responsibility to to make that value judgment and decide what's best for business right if you're being forced offline forced offline by whom Right. Are you no longer able to get platformed, right? Is or is it just not your platform of choice, right? I don't post anything on Facebook and haven't for a long time, 
Um, I might comment on things here and there, but for the most part, I'm off. And the reason is, uh, you know, not, I don't want to call it a fear, um, but the inevitable eventual cancellation, should I remain on Facebook and, and post uh, my thoughts as they come to me, right? Um, and in order, to, in order to maintain communication and relationship with certain friends and family um, who don't use other methodologies, right, I remain on Facebook uh, in that capacity, right? Like I just, I, po- I don't post, I doom scroll every once in a while cause it's a time sink. You know, I, I talk to people that, you know, aren't on other platforms. Um, but I, but I, I have taken my controversial opinions off of that platform and, and put it elsewhere. Right now, is it, is it the panopticon effect? Eh, maybe, right. Cause, but it's not out of fear, right. I just, I know that I'm not welcome right on Facebook and rather than go where I'm not welcome, I choose to go elsewhere as a market function, right? And if Facebook were to, you know, uh, rescind some of their rules and regulations similar to how Twitter has done it, uh, I may be more inclined to, re- you know, return to the platform uh, more frequently. You know, even, you know, I, I don't do much tweeting, but there's, you know, there's that too. But I don't, I'm not worried about being canceled necessarily, um, because I, I, I find work with people who value my work, right? Not what my outside opinions of the world may be. And they know that letting me do the work, right, is worth it to ignore the other things. Now we, t- so, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to switch the, switch the subject a little bit. <laughs> go ahead. Um, Steven Crowder is, uh, left YouTube for the most part and went to rumble. Uh, because Rumble would let him say the things he wanted to say, um, good and on pay him. them and, and pay him for it. Um, so that's great and all. Uh, but I was uh, told that uh, there there was this other guy. He was he was making um, anti-vaccine uh, uh, humorous uh, music videos with you know him just making songs playing the piano, and he he started trending, and so. Uh, you know, YouTube canceled him immediately sure. during the pandemic. And eventually Rumble kicked him off too, deleted his channel. Okay. And uh, some, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but it's like, I, I think maybe uh, Rumble isn't uh, immune from that effect either. Uh, sure. Of maybe pharma, big pharma came and said, Hey, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you kick this guy off. I don't know what happened, but Sure. Um, but that, then it's a business just, decision. Or if they just did it voluntarily. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, it kind of sucks. Like, not not knowing uh, who you can trust and and uh, what these, you know, uh, big uh, media companies are doing behind, you know, closed doors. So, you know, can't we just have one that's just open? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mastodon. And, and I... And I think the answer is no, but <laughs> well, no, I mean, the answer is Mastodon. Yeah, but nobody's there. Well, more people are there than they were before. Um, but there, there's, there you go. Right. Why is nobody there? Is, is it's what's the value proposition, right? Versus, versus staying on Facebook or staying on Twitter or wherever you happen to be. 
why is if everyone's afraid of getting canceled elsewhere, right? Why aren't they where they cannot get canceled? Are they virtue signaling? Are they trying to play to the right? Like, oh, look it, at these people trying to cancel me. It's probably more about convenience than anything else. Yeah, but I don't think most people, when they first start in, they're not thinking that what they're saying is uh, is so um, outrageous that this can bring a reaction. I, I think they, yeah, they get drawn into it initially just, just curious and convenience, yeah. Yeah, no, I did too. Right. But as soon as they said, hey, you can't say that, I went, well, this is not the platform for me. Right. I will, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay on your platform, but you're not going to get much engagement from me. Right. I'm not going to post, you know, I'm not going to scroll all that much. Right. You, you, your advertisers can pay to get my eyeballs, but I'm not going to buy anything. Right. I'm a one man boycott, you know, type of a thing unless it's something that I'm particularly interested in, in which case, where else are you, right? I, w- I will find you. I have signed up for, like, everything, just waiting for people to figure out which one they want to go to, and then, boom, I'm already there. Right? I remember uh, a long time ago, I don't know how many years ago this was, uh, MC, you're like, hey, dude, you got to check out this service called Library. Or uh, <laughs> was it LBRY.com, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting, and then I looked, and I had signed up for it like a year before that. It's like, oh, dude, I'm already here. Right? <laughs> I'm glad you found it, you know. But I, I've I've been here waiting for you, you know. So what's library? How is it different? Or is it? Did it ever take off? Um, as it it sort of ta- has taken off. It kind of forked. I, it was like a video servicing platform or whatever. Um, so if if you've heard of like Odyssey. Uh, O-D-Y-S-E-E, that's where a lot of, you know, libertarian anarchist type people are, are moving um, because it's open, you know, um, and kind of in the in the sphere of we're not going to censor you type of places. Um, and it was, it was either forked off or built on uh, the library platform, you know. Like, was it Jordan Peterson, like, thinkspot.io or whatever? I'm there, too, I think. I got an invitation. You know, I signed up, got an invitation, signed up. You know, when I got the invite, didn't do anything with it. I don't think I'm on Donald Trump's one, though, because I thought that one required, a mm-hmm. like, a Parler? fee. What's that? Parlor? Parlor. Is that what it was? No, I think I might be on Parlor. I don't know. It wasn't Parlor, though. I thought Donald Trump signed up for one of his own. Like whatever oh, he created. I, yeah, I don't remember which one okay. it was. Either way, I'm you know if it if it required a fee, um, I'm not there. Oh, you know what I did pay a fee for when Jeffrey Tucker right launched Liberty Me, however many years ago that was. I was like, okay, I'll sign up for this one for five bucks a month, and then at some point they just stopped charging me and opened it up and made it free. I'm like, all right, and that went nowhere, right? So there's plenty of attempts. Yeah, right. come to think of that, I think I signed up for that one too. Yeah, and and I I never really followed up to see if I'm still being charged or not, but I guess I'm not. But I don't know. Probably not. But it'd be funny if you still were. I've just been paying him like sixty bucks a year for the last five or eight years or whatever. So plenty come and go. But if if all of these cancellations are happening, right? 
then, then more people should be on these other services. So it's almost, it's almost virtue signaling uh, from the right to say that I'm getting canceled, right, when you're not. You just, you know, there's a market phenomenon of people don't like what you say and they're telling other people not to listen to you. And as a function of the market, I think that's okay. Final thoughts? I don't know. All right, that'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com. On Telegram, right, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. On Telegram, because as far as I know, there's not not too much censorship on Telegram uh, unless you're on an iPhone or an Apple device, in which case Telegram will censor some content and you have to go elsewhere to view it. Um, which again is bizarre, right? Because it's supposed to be the the anarchist open platform or whatever, uh, but they kowtow to Apple, right? So if you're worried about that, don't don't have an iPhone or don't have an iPad or don't use it on an iDevice. Um, and if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.